They say the business is, is what the business is. If you gonna talk money, then we gonna talk money cause we grown. We not running off with the plug either, nigga. Cause the plug live by different codes. They back all in my business. Wonder how much my trap work. They don't understand how I'm winning. All they see is my trick work. Until they come and get me Until they come and get me Straight out the trenches Until they come and get me Until they come and get me Straight out the trenches Mama say that I would never win Jumped off the porch and I ain't never been the same since If I should die now I guess it's worth all my sinning They say they lurking for me Tell them I ain't never finished Straight out the trenches Mama say that I would never win Hey, it's Up North City Girls Podcast. I am your host, Miss TML. I have my Up North City Girl ladies with me today. Happy Sunday. Happy it's Sunday. Long week, ladies. Yes. yes. How's everybody doing? Catch me up. Well, y'all know I'm with child, so I feel like shit. Yes. April Marie is over there having morning sickness, so her camera's not on today because she doesn't feel up Listen, to this morning sickness today. is all day sickness. Like, I, I, they got me on medication, like, at this point. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. Now, I can't keep nothing down. Like, I... It doesn't stay oh. down. I'm like puking like three, four times a day, not to gross y'all out, but all my women that are mommies feel me like this. It's crazy. Like, I've never gone through this before. Right. That's what I was asking the ladies. Like, did she have this problem with her first child? No, they were like, no. no. So mm, that's definitely a change. I'd be miserable, miserable at work. Like, oh God, yeah, it's bad. I that's can't sleep at night. Insane, April. Yeah. Well, you know, I send my strength and encouragement as much as possible, and you know, we're always here for you. Thanks, Bill. You know, I, I'm I'm praying for you, of course. As we like to say, man down, code man red. down. <laughs> Get as much support 
and people involvement and engagement. So if you have questions, comments, concerns, you know, definitely reach out to us. Definitely let us know, like, you know, what your concerns are and, you know, how you're feeling about the show. Uh, we appreciate all that um, in regards to, you know, just feedback and things like that. So I want to congratulate you ladies and just tell you thank you for being a part of this journey and being a part of this, you know, vision that I had in regards to creating a platform for us as independent black women. We all have different things that we're doing in our lives in regards to entrepreneurship and things like that. And just being able to have a platform for artists to be highlighted and guests that we bring on to the show that are entrepreneurs as well. Um, so do you guys have anything to say about that? No, oh, I'm, I'm happy just to glad be here. to be a part. Yeah. I, know. Like, I didn't think it would be this big, but that's what's up. I appreciate yeah. the love. That's, that's, you know, that's definitely like our conversations. You know, somebody said to me the other day, they said, you guys touch on a lot of deep topics. And I said, you know, I wanted to be able to bring everything, whether it be education, whether it be, you know, entertainment. Um, I think that that's what our platform is about, is giving people a place where you can talk about any and everything. Um, and just basically being a, a learning tool for people or just a conversational platform for people to like hear mm -hmm. different opinions, because I think we all have strong opinions, you know? So I think hearing us and hearing, you know, what our outlooks on are on things are very important as black women. Um, and that, you know, we all come from different, different, you know, upbringing. So it's important to have us here, you know, and I, and I right. appreciate you guys. Right back so, at you, boo. So I know, of course, you know, one of our trending topics is, you know, we're opening up with trending topics today. Um, trending topics has been Kanye West. And he's been on our platform, you know, ever since the beginning of this season two, we've been talking about Kanye because Kanye just keeps trending. Um, right. And this week, I can tell you I have a different perspective on Kanye. I now have come to somewhat be able to understand him a lot better after watching the documentary on him and his mom um, and just seeing that piece where she's rapping his lyrics and he doesn't even remember the song. And wow. I said, you know, this is the type of love that you want from your parent. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. the fact that she believed in him so heavily is I think why what made him so confident in believing in himself. Right. And I think that's important as parents, like that you should, you know, push your child to be the best that they want to be in whatever they're doing. She never once said that you can't be this person. You know what I mean? Like right. she told him, but she also allowed herself to you know, guide him in a way of making him humble himself in certain circumstances and tell mm -hmm. him that you do come across as being arrogant. But I think that mis people misconstrue that because you're very confident. And it can be taken the wrong way if you don't really know him and what he's come from. And just seeing him, like, when he was in, he went to Rock Nation and he was, like, playing Jesus Walk and nobody was paying attention. And I'm watching this going yo, they don't realize that this song is like a platinum song. Like, right. I was bobbing my head like, oh, shoot, I got to bump the old Kanye. I was like, exactly. <laughs> I forgot like, how hard that it. song was. And I'm like, yo, that song really was so influential in Rock Nation, the A&Rs, they weren't picking up on it. They were like, turn right. that down. Get, get out of my office with that. The fact that I seen Scarface, a legend, walk out of a session and he didn't want to have nothing to do with it. He wanted him on the hook and he was like, nah, that's too, that's not, that's not my style. Like, I can't rock with that. Like, it was like he never recorded the hook. And I know he's probably shooting himself in the foot now. Like, what was right, I thinking? Yeah. Because you know that I mean? song, that song alone, like, Jesus walks, a lot of people, that can be like a touchy situation. You know what I mean? Because right. you're bringing, you know, Jesus into it. And you make it into this hip hop, you know what I mean? So I think um, it was really good, but we didn't realize. I mean, he had that song, and then but years later, he comes out with the whole gospel album dedicated. Right. So there is something he has got definitely has um, his mom planted some good seed in him. And I'm a mm -hmm. firm believer like, what you put in your child, they may not 
they may not um, always be, be doing the right thing all the time, but they will come back to what right. was planted and we see that with him. Yes. You know what I mean? And he dedicated, you know, Donda two, Donda one, you know, to his mom. Cause I think, yeah, she was very influential in his life. And even you good know? music. Like she came oh, yeah. up with that whole concept. Like I'm sitting there going, there's a there's a there's a uh, a theory to his madness. Even though we might not understand it, he understands it. You know what I'm saying? And I think right. that's the part about him now is that he's so confident in what his vision was and ha- and you know Toya the one thing that I learned about this this documentary is faith is so important faith yes. is the conviction of hope you know what yeah. I'm saying because it's like once you have that faith anything is possible that man had so much faith in what he believed and what he wanted to do that he made it manifest and remember the song through the wire yeah he could have lost his life his mouth was jacked up mm-hmm. you know he made a song about it and it's like yeah no god was with him because he could have been gone. and this is where i'm like even now hearing the new song that he has with the game i feel like kanye woke up he yeah. definitely realized that he was living a life that he didn't wasn't supposed to live anymore you know what i'm saying and being in that spotlight with the kardashians and i think he really in a way now i realize that he's coming back to the kanye that maybe people first knew you know what i'm saying and we just have to see how he evolves you know what i'm saying like i think he's a little more humble than he's been um on the last couple of albums you know what i'm saying and i think that he tried something and it didn't work so now he's trying something different and i i respect him a lot I also think, you know, his mom was so special to him. You know, a lot of people, if you're the only child, it's hard to deal with losing a parent that's been there. Right. You know, right. so that can explain some of his, you know, outbursts. And I know they said some mental health issues or whatever, you know, but I think um, with guidance and if he just does what he needs, he'll be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if he needs medication, um, yeah, take your medication if that's going to help you cope with society. But I think a lot of people are, you know, the fact that he's coming after Kim, you know, people right. don't like that. I don't want it to become like a restraining type situation where, okay, Kanye, now you have to stay 100 feet away from Kim and speak. Right. Like, you can't say anything because you're just, like, all over the place with it, you know? We understand you're a good man. We understand you want to be a good father. But the media can misinterpret stuff and switch things up, you know? So it's, right. he just has to walk, walk a very, very like thin line of, I know, expressing how you feel and then what's the reality of what's going on, you know? But, I heard he tried to take back the divorce. Like he went to the judge and he's trying to object Kim divorcing him. Right. And I'm like, but you know what? You know what I realized? I seen an article, right? And it was mm-hmm. talking about how Kanye, he he is he is um, triggering people that have had dealt with abusers, narcissistic relationship partners, like, and it is it's very triggering to see like the levels that he's going to and the things that he's doing to try to control Kim or, you know, like just moving next door, like just this overwhelming sense of of right of preying on her you know what i mean now that she's not with him and it's like you know i kind of felt like yeah like why are you being like that like let her go you know what i mean you're with another woman and you're sending her valentine day roses like how like disrespectful are you like it's just like at the end of the day like who do you you know who do you think you are that you're supposed to have her and have this other woman and it, it just like it doesn't make sense to me now. Like the the levels that he's going to to keep her attention and get her attention, and it's like, but you're wanting this other woman. Like, why are right. you doing? This? You know what I mean? Like, it, it just it, it's very um, it can be very bothering. I think to people that have witnessed people that are like that. You know what I mean? And I think that's probably why I was more taken back. Like, he's crazy. Like, no, yeah. like you're not supposed to be doing this. You know what I mean? Like, that's not okay. Like. And you should let her live her her life now. You know what I'm saying? Like she gave you how many years? Like to right. figure it out, get it together. And it's like now that she's really finally closed the door and started to date, you're like, 
you're like preying on that. You're like doing things like that are just childish. And I'm like, I mean, I get it. You love her, but it's a certain level of love that you just, it, it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like, no, you had your chance. Now move on. Like you're, you've moved on. So keep right. moving. Like, <laughs> like he's given know, some like, people, he's given some people OJ vibes. Like chill out. Right. Like real This is talk. what I mean. I like mean, this might be on the next 48. You know what I mean? Like, right, I'm right. Like going, what level are you willing to go to now? Like in regards to getting, um, attention or getting a media's attention. Um, the one thing that I realized is that Kanye is not a stupid person in regards to how he how he controls the media um, and how he controls what is put in the media about him. You know what I mean? Like he is I think he's very he's ever since Taylor Swift, he's become good at manipulating the media to his defense. You see what I'm saying? Like where mm -hmm. he's like, it's like he's not doing things that he doesn't want the media to see. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, no, you're acting out. You're doing all these things because you want that media attention. You want to create right. this bra. And it's like, I mean, come on now. Like, we have to, at some point, decide, like, what's real and what's premeditated. You know what I'm saying? For, for the cameras. Yeah. And I think that a lot of that happens now with the social world and social media. And just a lot of, you know, a lot of premeditated isolated situations that we don't really know the behind scenes of it um we only know what they want us to see in the media so that for me was like realizing you know he's not stupid when it comes to what's out there about him he knows nope. that it's going to create attention he knows that it's going to create controversy and controversies and he's all for it it's like but again you when you put yourself in that spotlight you give the world kind of access to you so it's like mm -hmm. I mean, there's some artists that I think that stay under the radar that are very successful that, you know what I mean? Like, why are you not trying to be that person? Why are you putting, you know, everything in regards to your business and how you're dealing with your children out there unless you want that attention and criticism? Right. You know? So what else do you guys think in regards to... Um, I watched also Fire, Fire Festival. <coughs> guys watch that oh was that with ja Rule? yes oh, oh yeah like, it's been that, like maybe like a year or two ago that was yeah that was crazy <laughs> and it's like it's been trending april now imagine because we're music heads like that um like when i seen that tour and i seen all those artists were going to be there i was like there's no way they're going to be able to do that like i just knew from the promotion of it from looking because i look the advertisement that i seen that they were promoting on the documentary and the advertisement that i seen was actually directly related or given to the urban community you know what i mean it made it look very interesting it made it look like right. all the hip-hop artists that you wanted to see the migos little yachty everybody was going to be on this island and it was like fat joe like they had all these artists on this list and i'm like how are they going to be able to pull this off how is this going right. to work with all these artists on the island and you know so for me i just kind of thought it was a scam from the beginning but I didn't really, you know, then when I started going in and looking at the actual packages and how much they cost, like, and I'm sitting there like, who are they appealing to? But rich people, you know what I mean? Like, so is it like, yeah. is it something that's for the everyday person? No, it's for people who want to go out and spend thousands on this island to see people and be around celebrities. And it's like, okay, but I can go to Miami and do that. Right, exactly. What's the you know what I'm saying? Like, what's the difference? I can go to Cali and, and do that. Like, uh, and that for me was the reason why I think I just didn't really buy into it. But then looking at how many people did and how much money they sold and how much oh money they did. Yeah, they made mad money just, off those people. They didn't even oh have places. They didn't even have legit rooms and hotels to stay in. It was just crazy. Did you see the 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 cabanas? And I'm like, yeah. yo, imagine getting there. And I'm laughing at the people when they're pulling up in these buses and they see like this is where we're gonna be staying. These are kids who come from generational right. wealth, and like you're putting them in a tent. And then they said they were feeling tents. 
Like they got them from like a hurricane disaster. Like, so I'm sitting there like, y'all oh my gosh, don't say FEMA tents. Yeah. Yeah. They said they were the leftovers from um, FEMA from New Orleans. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, wait a minute, how is this possible that they were able to pull this off? Like, right. this is crazy that they even did something like this. Um, mm-hmm. And that for me was like, where I knew, I was like, yeah, no, this is definitely, and the dude, he was so confident that he went, like, he went through with it. Like, they kept saying, you can pull out, you want to pull out. Oh, yeah, like, I know. And he, nope, you never pull out? Look, no. I'm in the store, you know, I'm on my podcast, guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> I told you this is going to be a, this is going to be a funny, eventful show because I got my customers coming in and they're talking oh while gosh, I'm on the podcast. Funny. So yeah, like seeing that dude do that for me was like, but there's a lot of janky promoters like that. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people who right. create these events and give these people all these expectations. And then when they started selling the VIP bands for another $3,000, and I'm like, yo, how much money were y'all taking from people? Like, and then mm-hmm. how did these people recoup their money back? Like, this is the things that you have to worry about. It's like, People are just ripping people off. Oh, I can just put this, you know, false advertisement. And like they said, it was really false advertisement. And, and then they started suing the influencers. They started wow. suing the influencers. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, now you say to yourself, wow, like it, it sucks because you got to be careful about being an influencer. Right, right. You know? No, because a lot of those people that did go were influencers, and they nicely got played. Oh, so that's two dollars. Yeah, you good? Okay, give it to me. Just don't Yeah. So I got my brother over here helping me because I'm trying to do the show, and yeah, and do this at the same time. So you guys have to excuse me because I'm, you know, multitasking. You know how we are up north. We do five different hustles at one time. <laughs> so, so uh. Yeah, that was crazy. Like, I didn't watch it when it first came out, and I was kind of like, and then the fact that Ja Rule got out of it. Like, I'm like, how did Ja Rule get out of it when he was the main person as the spokesperson for it? Like, I know. You know, like, it, it just lets you know, like, in regards to contracts and being, you know, smart about what you associate yourself with. Um, and that guy, he had actually made his fortune off of doing like this black elite credit card you know it was like a black card him and oh that's right that's what they actually started off at doing and they made two million dollars um because they were giving this exclusive credit card to people and with all these perks and benefits and i think about it now like that's what gets people to buy in is the perks and benefits to a lot of things so it was Mm -hmm. smart of them but i just think that they went about it the wrong way in regards to you know the long-term effect of it and how it, how people dealt with it. Um, so that was kind of funny to see that because I was like, wow, you just never know where people got their start from. And he was so, you know, they said he was such a good salesperson that he could sell anybody anything, you know? And I'm like sitting there going, those are the people that you got to be careful of, you know? Right. You know, so this is where I'm kind of like, it just, it just is so crazy to me to even think this is what people do, you know, in regards to getting people to, you know, sign up for programs or, and there's a lot of that on, on the media now. Like, it, it's like everybody is selling something. You know what I'm saying? How good is the service? You don't know. You don't know until you try it out or you take that chance. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you never know. Anybody can advertise and say, oh, we're doing this and we're doing that. But like, if people don't take legal action, then these people are never held accountable. And I think he's lost so much money. I, I was, I think I was up at two hundred and fifty million, is what <laughs> like he had got from investors, and he had did in regards to taking people's money and giving them this false expectation that they would make all this money back. And it's like, and now he's in jail. I heard, but I'm like, oh, is, is he, he really in jail? jail? Oh, sure, right? Because he said that he wasn't going to jail, and I'm like. Because they were saying he, they didn't even know where he was coming up with the money. And this was the other, like, strange thing about it is that he um, he would show up with cash and he would pay these people, like the digital companies and things like that, in cash. 
You're not supposed to do that when you're doing legitimate business. You don't pay with cash. You know what I'm saying? So this is where they were like, how do you just come up with $3 million in cash? Like, where were you getting this money from? You know what I mean? Like, nobody's able to just pull $3 million out in cash. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I think there was definitely some other things going on behind the scenes with this guy that maybe the, you know, the documentary just never uncovered or talked about. Um but that was something that, you know, for me, it was important to see because when I seen this event, like the first time, it was like, I feel like it was targeted towards the urban community. You know what I mean? Like the way the flyer was set up, uh-huh. it, it wasn't the same as the flyers that you see, like that are on the webpage. It made it look like this is the hip hop place to be. You know what I mean? And it's like, if I would have, if, if I would have, I might have bought into it, but I just felt like, there's no way you're getting all that talent on one place with not a billion dollars. You have to do a bill. You have to have a billion dollars to bring those type of artists. Drake. I mean, they had everybody on the bill and it to the point where it's just like, yeah, how are you getting all these people all in one place? You're not, you're not the Grammys. (laughs) (laughs) Even the Grammys, they don't show up for. So, you know, like that for me was like, yeah, no, I don't know about that. Um, what else have I seen trending? Have you guys seen anything else that you can think of? Um, I don't think so. Um, I know that think. they're doing, which I know all of us would, you know, be happy about. They're doing the 30th anniversary for Martin, a BT special. Oh, yeah. ah! Martin, Martin. Martin, yo. Tell me that we did not go home every week to watch Martin. Like, I still watch it. Playing outside and like Martin's coming on, gotta go home. Like, that was the thing. I still watch it. It was like that. I know it's still still funny. I still say some of the lines. You're gonna laugh. Like, damn, Gina. Like, we still say that. We still call each other Gina. Um, What else do we still use for Martin? I'm trying to think. Bds. Who was the girl? Shanika? Everybody knows who Shanene. Some people actually look like that girl, too. Right. Some people actually look like Shanene. Yo, Shanene was the character. I love Martin because he just was able to. He Real talk, able- before there was Medea, there was Martin. Martin's been playing those roles, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Also, you know where Martin got that from? My guy, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy oh, did it first. You know what I'm saying? Eddie Murphy was our first of our generation with Coming to America. He played how many characters in that movie? Like, yeah, when you the white man, I'm like, that's Eddie Murphy. But has Eddie ever played a female? Um, That's what I yeah, mean. He was the first... Remember that lady Has that he? he played? Oh, okay. What was, the, what was the new movie that he played? What? He played the oh, lady. Shit. What, the clumps? Huh? The clumps? Is it what is it? Was it the clumps? Norbert. 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 Oh, how you Norbert. Doing? Norbert. Okay. Norbert. All right, oh, yeah. He did play yeah. the female. Like, mm-hmm. that for me was like... And then he was in... Um, the Nutty Professor, yeah. And he played, played multiple characters. Sherman, 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 Sherman. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, that's true. He did. He did. And Martin always talks about that, like how he got a lot of his influence from Eddie. Um, and also how, you know, just like, and I think that that and also you look at Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor was one of those people that influenced the 70s generation. Um, and that's where oh, they yeah. come from. So yep. it's like having, you know, those influential people to kind of give you the the platform and say, okay, yeah, let's, you know, let's do this with a little different twist. And now like we have Medea. Now we have, you know, but we also have Robin Williams with Mrs. Delphire. Um, that's oh, one of yep, my favorite yep. I love that movie. Still to this day, I can watch it and laugh. So kudos to them. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the Martin, um, the the show, the exclusive show that they're doing on BET. Shout out to them for that because 
you know, there was a lot of controversy going on with <laughs> Cass and Gina for years. Um, oh, and, yeah. you know, I, I used to look at them and I used to wonder, like, are they sleeping together? Like, are they together? Because their chemistry was just so real. So and good, it was right? Like, yeah. yeah, like, it made you really think that they were together outside of working together. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, it, it's, I think just, but the fact that they're working together again and she's no longer with the Wayne Martin, I think that played a big factor in why, you know, things went left with them. And, I don't know. Like, I'm looking forward to see how they interact mm-hmm. on the series, on the show, and and see how they, you know, handle themselves. So, looking forward to that. You know what? You guys should check out. Um, what? There's a Bill Cosby. There's a Bill Cosby um, documentary on Showtime, and uh-huh. it's about people. Like, yo, that is real eye opener because, like. You go into it thinking like, nah, you know, Bill didn't do it. I walked away like, yeah, I can honestly say like, I believe Beverly Johnson's story. Like Bill Cosby, unfortunately, America's favorite dad. He had some shit with him. And then me and my man have been watching the Hugh Hefner series. Uh-huh. And he had like, these men are just off the hook. Like, oh, I watched the Harry Weinstein one, and I was like... It's, yeah, well, you got to watch the Bill Cosby one. You got to watch the Hugh Hefner one. We're on, like, episode six should be coming on this week. Like, and it's crazy because, like, Bill Cosby was at the Playboy Mansion. There's even a there's even a, a segment on Don Cornelius. Yes, Mr. Soul Train, Peace, Love, and Harry, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Like... There was even a scandal with his ass, and I'm, I'm just, I'm, like, mind-blown, like, these men, the stuff, you know, that they did to women is just crazy, crazy, so when you get a chance, like, check those those two out, like, it's So, you it's know crazy. what else, too, so, you know what bro just told me about, and this is another one I wanted to bring up, Belia. Oh, so what about love about it. Will Smith? About Fresh Prince? Love it. You love it? Binge watch yeah. it. Binge watch it. I gotta watch it. Absolutely April put me it. on and I got addicted. You really? have to see it. Yeah. It's really good. Is it on Netflix? It's, really it's, it's, it's on Peacock. It's on Peacock. Okay. All right. And it's, so Bel Air. It's, it's a more it's worth it. It's, it's more of a drama. Like it touches okay. on like why he really came to Bel Air to stay with his aunt and uncle. Like, it's just so raw and real. And even Hillary, there's a new spin on her. She's not like your ditzy, like, airhead. She's bougie as all hell, but she's not ditzy. Right, but she's woke. What is the context to this? Is it like a reboot or is it like... Uh, I feel like it's for my son's generation because I put my son onto it and he, like, is hooked. Like, it's like really? the new Bel Air for this generation, I feel. But honestly, I appreciate the old version with Will, and I love this version. You know what I'm saying? I like them both. Right. But then the one with Will Smith was more of like a comedy laugh. I mean, it's more family serious things. Put it, put it like this. Uncle Phil right. is not big on Bel Air. Uncle no. Phil is fit, okay? <laughs> Yeah. Really? He's fine. And hold on, and Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey ain't Jeffrey. the butler, honey. That most he ain't old. old. He, ooh, he is fine, He's chocolate. He's fine? <laughs> he no is way. Fine. His little Jamaican accent. Yes, no mm-hmm. Oh, I gotta check this out. I've been hearing about no, it, and I was really like, good. oh, I gotta check it out. Hey, Jig, what's up, y'all? I see you. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you share our posts. Make sure you keep us in the loop. Um, and I just want to thank our audience. I want to thank the people that are out there watching us right now and tuning in. And I'm, we're waiting for the artist to come in. He's I'm actually reaching out to him on my phone so that we can get him on. I told him to be here for 12 o'clock. If he's not here in the next 15 minutes, we're going to cut it short today. Um, because I know we have things to do today for our Saturday, uh, for our Sundays, um, getting ready for this week coming up. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So now I have to go look and watch that as well. Yeah, you, you won't know? be disappointed. 
You know a show that I got to check out recently? Um, it's on Tubi, and it's called Our Kind of People. Oh, I Did love Tubi, that? girl. Oh, no, you gotta watch this. Our okay. Kind of People, okay? It has Morris Chestnut in it. It has an all-star cast in it. And Morris Chestnut. Oh, oh okay. Uh, but the funny thing about it is guess where it takes place? In Oak yeah. Bluff. Oh, wow. In the Cape. Um, and it's about yeah. the elite black people in Oak Bluff and how these people come from wealth. And um, it's funny because my grandmother told me that we had an aunt who lived on Oak Bluff. And for, you know, during the summers, that was the only place that black people could go swim mm-hmm. um, in her day was in that area. Um, it was a black only beach. Um, so this was like something that I felt near and dear to because I was like, my grandmother kind of told me about this. And now seeing this the show and how it's talking about all the, you know, slavery, it talks about everything. But the woman who the main character is, she goes to Oak Bluff from Boston. She's from Boston. Um, her and okay. her daughter, she has a hair care line. And she's trying to promote her hair care line um, to these rich black people. And they're kind of having no regard for her because <laughs> she's a part of the elite. Um, her mom used to go there during the summers and she would vacation there and things like that. And her mom ended up owning property there. So that's how she was able to go back and kind of, you know, rebuild there what her mom tried to start back in the 60s or the 70s. Um, so it's like, it was like, I've, I'm on episode five and I think there's only nine episodes. So I'm looking forward to see how this plays out. Um, the guy from, my guy, the father from... Uh, What's my show? Y'all know my show. With um, what's her name? Olivia Pope, Scandal, the father. He oh plays yeah, the yeah, yeah. He plays the father as well. So, um, it's very good. I love it, and I think you guys will enjoy it. I'm gonna have to check that out. It. Yeah, and it's yeah. and it's highlighting black women's hair. You know, like and how important our hair is. It's as part of our identity, um, and it's talking about like just being natural and. Our hair is our crown. You know what I'm saying? This is who identifies who we are. We don't, there's like, uh-huh. there's a lot that goes into hair that we don't even realize. Like, you know, I'm all about the hair. Like, if I, my hair is not done, I'm not going. You know what I mean? If my hair is not right, I don't feel right. Um, so, and I think that's important for us to, you know, acknowledge as women that that's important to us. That's our feel good. Um, right. And, you know, one of the things that my grandmother used to always say, get your hair done, you'll feel like a new woman. And you do. Amen. Y'all know what I'm excited about? What? Yeah. Harlem got picked up for another season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That show is off the hook. Stop right. Playing. It ended really good. I binge watched that in like two days. Me too. Yes, I me too. Hooked. I watched it, binge watched it too. And I was like, wait, there's no more? Like, what are you talking about? I like, picked up for some more seasons. I read that the other day. Oh, that's what's up. So I'm happy about that. Because I love right? me some Megan Good. Like, yes. And like I love oh, all yes. the other supporting actresses, too. Right. Like, all of them, were, I love them all. They all was good. The little gay chick, I like her, too. Yeah, she's oh, yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Oh, when she had that, when she went to the hospital and she had, what was it? Was it fibroids or, and I'm like, yeah. going, that is very challenging to even think about, like being in her, you know, element. And it's like, now you have to think about, you don't, you do want to have kids or you don't want to have kids. Right. Like, uh, that was something that I was just like, oh God, where's this going? Like, you know, and this is probably a lot of the things that, you know, black, like that gay women have to think about, like. You know, like, right. do I want to have a hysterectomy? Do I want to, you know, and it's like, do you plan on having kids even as, you know, a woman who likes women? Like, and I see it more now than ever. You know what I mean? That Look at the brat. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and you see Lisa Ray said that she found out on social media that her sister was having a baby. I know. So I saw I that. Like, uh... I'm sitting there like, what? Like, that's crazy that, you know, you have to find out that way. Yeah. Hold on, you guys. I'm I'm just trying to. Snowfall. You watch Snowfall, Ebony? Yeah, it starts back up next week, right? 
Yep, I'm I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I am ready. I can't wait. And I've been watching the Tommy. You've been watching Tommy? Yeah. I love me some Tommy though. I always have. I do too, but I feel like they started him off real. The first few episodes was good, but I felt like this one was a little boring. Okay. Wait, did you watch watch the new one that no, you already know. I didn't watch okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, so I'll watch it. Next week. Snowfall comes back next week, baby. (laughs) I love me some Franklin girl. Oh girl. I loved Franklin, but he pissed me off last season. Yeah, last season he was a little different. Definitely Yeah. I think he's coming into himself, though. He's coming into that boss status where he's not questioning right. himself and questioning his, like, he even surpassed his Okay, I got to mute y'all for a second because I can't hear. Okay. You know, like, he even surpassed his uncle in so many elements, like, where it's like, now I'm the boss. Right. Like, yeah, big uncle, yeah, I came to you for advice when I first started this, but now this is my show. Um, this exactly. Is show, and he's not, he's not second guessing his moves you know what i mean like even right. the homeboy wanted to get out and he was like nah you're in this like mm-hmm. and i was like you're not trying to let homeboy leave he's trying to leave he done killed the little girl like he don't want to do know. this no more like and, I know. Was like, ah. and i was like i felt so bad I didn't for that i didn't see uh, that coming at all i was kind of like oh oh um Atlanta so, yeah, starts that, back up too. If y'all watch Atlanta, that starts no. back up. I think in March. Oh, I love Atlanta with Childish Gambino. Oh, really? Yeah, that's good. I love that show. I never seen that, but you know what I got into? I can't think of the name right now, but it's that real estate show with this chick. Who oh, is it, it the by Ocho Cinco or whatever the hell his name is? Oh, is it the one with all the black women that do yep. real estate? Yeah, I know. Which I haven't seen that. Yet. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah, it was good. Okay, I gotta watch that. I did see that. Which what is it? Called? I want to say Sisters in Real right, Estate. It's something. I can't remember what the name was, but it's on Netflix. It was a group of black women doing real estate in Miami, Tampa. Mm-hmm. I was Tampa something with the chick who just had a baby by Ocho. Ocho oh, yeah, I've seen that. Selling, selling Tampa. Yeah. Selling yeah. Tampa. That was kind of dope, though. I was inspired that by was that. Good. To see an all-black female real estate firm, like, I'm like, yo, they bossed up on that. Like, that's what we need to be doing. That's always something that I was influenced by was real estate. So, like for me to see them selling big houses, black women, independent, mm-hmm. successful, like that is so inspiring to me. And I'm glad I was able to watch it. And then I didn't realize that she was dating Chad. Um, and I like I don't know. I don't I don't know how I feel about her yet. Like I kind of feel like she's very controlling in a lot of way. Like when Homegirl wanted to go off and do her own thing, and she was like, Oh, but you didn't talk to me about it. And and I'm like, yo, like. You should encourage that. You should encourage growth. But, but I think she would have encouraged that had they had a conversation. You know what I'm saying? You would feel a way, I think, if this person had no interest in real estate and you get them into it and they're doing their thing, common courtesy, you want to open your firm in the same town and y'all are cool. Why not have a conversation? Right. Yeah. But the fact that she was trying to recruit. Right. That was dirty. I was, that was like, no, that's dirty. dirty. That's dirty. We don't play those games. Like, that's not something that, you know, I would respect. Like, you don't come into my business and then try to take the people that work for me to your business. Mm, like, right. oh, yeah. how dirty are you getting? Like, you know, and as black women, we got to stick together. We got to be, you know, we got to have some type of integrity in our business and what we do and how we treat each other. Um, so I think it's a, you know, it's definitely something, a question, you know, like, or a conversation to be had, like. No, like we, we shouldn't be doing that to each other. We shouldn't be ripping each other apart and tearing each other down and fighting for, you know, you know, that spotlight. It's like we should we could it's enough money out here for all of us to eat and for us mm-hmm. all to get it. You know what I mean? Like right. don't be greedy. Right. 
um, I just seen a headline with um in Miami that helicopter that crashed into the um Miami Beach, and I'm like, two people were oh, injured. Damn. That's crazy. That's crazy. Like I'm sitting there going, what is going on? Like what happened? Like you know, and you know they have those helicopter rides in Miami, and I'm just like, I'm just. Like, yeah, I'm glad I never did that. <laughs> like, I'm not sitting there going, yeah, no, I don't think it was a good thing to even do that. Um, so that's been under investigation. I've also been watching a documentary on the Boeing, um, those planes that went down and they went nose down. And, you know, they were trying to figure out, was it like terrorist attacks? Like, how did these Boeings, you know, crash and kill all these people? And Boeing has covered it up for so many years. Um, and, and there's people that still haven't reaped, you know, the benefits or gotten any, you know, reconciliation from this crash that killed hundreds of people. Um, so this is something that, you know, I think that we don't even think about, you know, as travelers, as flyers, like, what if that happens to right. you? What if that happens to your family member? You know what I mean? Like, who's going to fight for you? You know what I mean? And I think like, the fact that some of these people have family that are, you know, putting in class actions and doing the things that, you know, is necessary to make sure that there's justice and that there's, you know, some type of answers because they're still not giving answers to why it happened. Um, and when you talk about the money that is put into these planes, it's like, how are you not securing the planes? How are you not making sure that, you know, my safety is guaranteed? Like, right kind of hard you know like so that it was, was a, a plane hard or a hell it was a helicopter or a plane the one in miami was a uh, um a helicopter and two people were in it wow Ugh. um crazy so i just seen a headline disney is planning to build its very own city in california where residents will be active oh, participants in stories disney Disney is different. Like, this okay. is like a whole different era. Uh, like, I'm like, what? You could build a whole city and you're going to make people in the city act the roles? Okay, I'm moving to California so I can move to this little town. <laughs> like, like, what is this yeah, about? Like I, I want to see how that comes about. Um, I don't know if you guys know who um, YNW Melly is. Uh, but he's the artist that was mm -hmm. on trial for that murder. Um, and they say they have 66 pages of DNA evidence against him. His phone was located near the shooting. The bullets came from his place in the car. Footage shows he sat in the killer's seat. Um, and I'm just like, dude, like, did you want to get caught? Like, was this something that you would just like... Like, I don't know. At this point, I think that you're a rapper. You shouldn't be in drive-bys. You shouldn't be doing this type of activity at all. Um, but I also think that their culture, you know, in this younger generation's culture, you have to be a shooter in order to be respected. Um, and right. whether or not you're a rapper or not. And it's just like, I, like, you know, like, how do we change this culture? How do we change the fact that, you know, a lot of our young men are dying before they even have the chance to really be a superstar or a celebrity. Um, and I think we've lost a lot mm -hmm. of them in the last four years. Pop Smoke, um, King Vaughn, you know, all these rappers that are like very influential to the culture and to the, you know, to the generation and they're dying young because they're living out these, these you know, fantasies that they're these gangbangers and they're in these gangs and they're utilizing this activity to promote their careers. And it just sucks because it's a it's a dangerous game that you're playing um, with that. Yeah. So, you know, I just, um, this kid, yeah, music is hard. He has the number one rap album on Apple Music. Fans are debating on if he's actually good or trash. Um, yeah, I have never heard of him before. So that's funny because never heard of him. Um, Freddie Gibbs, he made a comment and he says his prediction on rap in the next five years is that it will be no rap. Um, and I mean, oh wow, and it's like, you know what, in a way, I kind of feel that, you know, I think that rap is very, um, it's evolving, I think it's becoming more of a pop culture, it's becoming more of a gimmick. Um, and it's hard to differentiate 
what a pop artist is and what a you know commercial artist is it's like yeah it's the lines of bleeding bird and you have to be everything now so yeah i kind of do feel that in a lot of ways yeah um other than that i don't know what else has been going on that you guys want to talk about um is there anything that you guys um, want to see this year in regards to artists performing or what shows you want to go to this year? Um, I don't know. I, I love a Drake show. So, you know, I'm all about the Drakes. I'm all yeah. about, you know, um, seeing great entertainment this year. Uh, we have a lot of artists that we have coming on the show in March that are going to be performing come summer. Uh, we have, you know, Mixtape Monopoly. They're going to be at South by Southwest um, this year, and I believe it's going to be in Dallas this year. So that should be a big event. Um, we also have really bad people coming in March. Uh, next week, we have Big Shot coming. Um, he's going to be doing a couple of shows out in New York in the next couple of weeks so look out for those because we'll definitely be pushing those and talking about those in the next upcoming weeks um the artist that we had for today Goony goo he is not tapped in yet and we are 51 minutes into the show so i don't want to take up any more of you ladies time because i know we all have busy schedules we're all doing things even though it's sunday it doesn't matter um but uh -huh. we can also share our black history um you guys have any black history facts today? Ah, uh, shit. I forgot about that. I was so busy being man down. Hold on. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to y'all. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. Yeah. I'm like, no, I got okay. one. I got one. I got one for y'all. Y'all already know I got one. Um, so these, it's this guy, this kid, right? His name is David Cabello. David mm -hmm. Cabello, and this is a new one, okay, because he is only 25 years old. Um, I'm looking for it. I highlighted it because it's in my phone. Um, but this kid, he started the first black, like, Uber Eats. He only delivers to for black-owned businesses, and he's the first oh, wow. person to ever do it. Um, so they're calling him, he's not Oprah, but he's definitely on his way um, to being very famous in regards to building this app um, that's called, let me just go through it, hold on. And I was like, oh, that is really cool. And it's him and his friend, they were college dropouts. Um, so this is also, you know, that generation of the dropouts and, you know, Kanye's influence on that. I think, you know, college dropout influenced a lot of people in a lot of ways in regards to people who you know felt like they had to get an education in order to be successful i think that this new mm -hmm. generation knows that they don't have to go to college hi they don't have to go to college to be successful you know what i mean so this right. is where i feel like the influence comes from um it's from is from kanye you know he inspired a lot of people with that um so his name is david cabello and after dropping out of college two years ago, he founded Black and Mobile. That's the name of the company. The first Black-owned food delivery service for Black-owned businesses. Um, so shout out to David Cabello for that because I think that's important to have our own and to have ownership and, and stake in what we do um, for us, by us. So shout out to him for that. And um, April, do you have anything else? I have I one. I do. Okay. Um, okay. So Rebecca, Rebecca Lee Crumpler was the first black woman to become a doctor of medicine in the United States. After moving to Charlestown, Massachusetts in 1852, Rebecca Crumpler worked as a nurse for eight years. At that time, the lack of official schools of nursing meant she required no formal training for the job but she certainly wasn't afraid of some hard work. She was admitted into the New England Female Medical College in 1860 and graduated four years later with her MD. After the end of the Civil War in 1865, 
Dr. Crumpler moved to Richmond, Virginia to provide medical care for the freed slaves who would otherwise have no one else to turn to. She dedicated herself to the understanding of diseases that particularly affected women and children. And when she eventually returned to Massachusetts, she opened her own clinic in Boston. She saw poverty-stricken patients and treated them regardless of their ability to pay her. So big ups to Dr. Crumpler. Dr. Crumpler, shout out to her. I think I read about her in one of the books that my grandmother gave me when I was a kid. Um, there was a book okay. that she gave me, and it was all about Black women in our history. And it, I forget the name of the book. Oh, I, I remember that book. You remember that book? Mm -hmm. And um, my great-grandmother, like, they all passed this book along. And it was just, you know, for us to kind of know where we come from. And I remember that name. Mm -hmm. So that is something I didn't know that she lived in Massachusetts, though. So yeah, that's, right, that's, right. that's dope. Um, I know there's another woman, Ella Lewis, um, which has our last name, Ebony. Um, she's actually <laughs> responsible for a lot of the performing arts and putting, you know, black people on platforms in Boston and Massachusetts. She comes from um, Roxbury. See you so later. That Thank you. That that the uh, Globe highlighted. Um, recently, this year, uh, this year, the Globe is doing a piece on influential Black people in Massachusetts. Um, so it was good to see the Globe doing that, and I, I want to definitely acknowledge her because, you know, I'm all about the arts. So that was dope to see that okay. with her. Um, definitely a name to remember, Ella Lewis, um, and just do some history on, you know, research on her. She was a very strong Black woman. Right. And our community um, that helped to bring and change and pave people's lives. Um, and I think that's important as our, you know, as our culture evolves and it goes further, we are the next pioneers of that. We are the next examples of that. And, you know, I realize that's what I've always been about is history and understanding where we come from and, you know, just having this great outlook on like, you know, I, I think it was yesterday morning or, or, I think it was yesterday morning I got up and I said, I don't want to do this no more. And I said, no, you're doing this for your ancestors. You're doing this for all the black women that didn't mm -hmm. get a chance. You know what I'm saying? And had these great ideas right. and had, you know, these, these boundaries that they were given. Now we're in such a limitless, you know, uh, time in life where our boundaries, there are none. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're black but we also have the ability to speak our mind. We have freedom of speech. We have so many great mm -hmm. things that we've conquered and we should take advantage of as, you know, our community grows. So I just, I think that that's important for us to acknowledge that. F, do you have any? I see your picture now, doll. Yeah. Do you have a black history fact? Who, me? Yeah, you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you. Let me think on it. All right. I mean, we got one more minute to go, and then we're cutting the show. It's been full hour today. We're not going into two hours. Um, I think that we had great conversation today, and I appreciate you guys for tuning in. And hopefully, we can get Goonie on the show at a later date. I'm sorry he couldn't tune in and chat with us today. Uh, but, you know, it's always a pleasure working with my girls and the people that I grew up with that know me best. And I love you guys and I appreciate you. Signing off. We're going to leave with Gooey's music.